everybody, and welcome to The Game is Afoot. Yes, I am starting to say the title of the show at the beginning of the show. Surprise, surprise, I'm actually becoming a professional podcaster. Today we are playing Masked, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game. I have a guest here with me. Oh, before I do that, we always do our names and pronouns, so I am Ryan. I use she, her pronouns. And then, wonderful, fabulous guest, why don't you introduce yourself with your pronouns and then your character with your character's pronouns? Ah, uh, yes. Hi. Uh, my name is Hector Reyes. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, my character is uh, Yuki, and uh, a.k.a. Uh, Winter, which is her superhero name, um, or idol, super idol name. Uh, and her pronouns are she, her. Perfect. Um, usually we talk more about the stuff you want to plug in the interview episode, but I've realized that's not the most effective way to handle this, so why don't you plug your stuff right now, and then we'll go more in-depth in the interview still. Oh, okay. Um, so I, me, Hector, um, I, people can usually find me, uh, on Twitter or Instagram as, uh, at Keiichi Okami, um, and I am a GM, uh, I am dipping my toe into streaming. Uh, I've done a couple of streams on Tabletop Roulette um, on, on their Sunday um, uh, on their Sunday live streams that they do, where they do one shots, and that's been really fun. I've been a guest on various podcasts, and I've been jamming for about mm, thirty years since I was like a kid, uh, starting with Dungeons Dragons. But you know. I'm 40 now, and I'm I'm doing a lot of uh, indie RPGs because that's where all the where all the queer people are at, which is where I want to be. Um, and it's so true, uh, though. Yes, yes, and uh, so uh, one of those typical kind of queer gamers that spent the 90s and the early 2000s playing a lot of White Wolf because that's kind of all we had for a really long time in terms of you know queer folks um but now there's so much more so i've pretty much spent this this year on lockdown uh playing all kinds of different games like monster hearts and masks and a lot of belonging outside belonging and powered by the apocalypse games and and i've started writing myself and hopefully later this year i'll have some stuff up on itch you know a couple projects that i'm working on uh cool yeah kind of keeping them under my belt for now you know, because there's still rough drafts on my Google Docs, so. Well, you can always email me them later, and I can yes. always throw them up on the Twitter. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, um, like I mentioned, we are playing Masks today. You can find that on Magpie Games' website. I'll also link it in the description. It's similar in... I'm sorry, the corgi is screaming. Zobby! They want to play, too. I know she yells all the time. It doesn't matter what she's yelling at. She's going to yell. Yes, Masks is a powered by the Apocalypse game, like I mentioned. Uh, So it has a similar structure to Monster of the Week, which we played in our first episode with Zoe Hovland. I am focusing on teens. Again, like I did with Zoe Hovland, but let's be honest, it's more fun sometimes to be a teen and not have your shit together. Absolutely. So that's what we're doing. Yep. Yuki is moving into a new town where she will start going to Rhododendron High School. Yes, I did practice saying Rhododendron before we started recording. 
Why don't you tell me about your family situation, Yuki? Oh, um, I imagine that Yuki has, um, incredibly, uh, very, uh, like, overachieving, but kind of hands-off sort of parents, because she's like a music prodigy. Um, she plays the violin and the piano, and they're not poor, but they're not particularly wealthy either. And they sort of, just whatever disposable income they have, they sort of pour into her, into her music, into her academics. But they're very kind of almost like hands-off, a little bit cold, because Yuki's also a, a goth. Um, specifically, she's a gothic lolita, so she wears like the very like high fashion, and um, she kind of has to like sew her own stuff, because gothic lolita is an incredibly expensive hobby. Um, so it's either like, do I get a new violin or do I get a new dress? You know, collecting dresses in the Lolita fashion scene is kind of like collecting Pokemon cards, but, you know, but with more money. Um, or at least that's <laughs> what my, my friends in the scene have said, and I'm taking that into the character. So she's a little bit of a seamstress, a little bit of a DIY, you know, almost like 90s style found goth, you know, whatever she can find at a thrift store, whatever she can find at, uh... You know, in the bargain bin, um, sometimes she has to um, dye her own fabric. You know, she's just got like in her room. She has like bottles of like black fabric dye. Um, <laughs> and you know, she finds some you know lace that she's just like, oh, I gotta do this. So her life essentially is like music, and then fashion, and then like I said, her family situation is very hands off. It would be nice if they were more warm, but she's just sort of she's grateful that they're leaving her alone as most teenage goths you know would yeah like. yeah being a super idol must be the coolest for her then because um for people who already listen to some of the network shows for the be gay roll dice network super idols is another show on our network and we are borrowing their optional rules thank you aaron cerise and as a super idol when you transform you have complete control over what you look like. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be fun for her. Yeah, like, it's really, really great. Just like when I'm off defending love and justice, I don't have to buy a bunch of fabric. I can just look my best. <laughs> exactly. In that somewhat detached way, uh, I think your parents basically just knock on your door to make sure you're up to get ready for school and then go about their own business. You're probably a bus rider then, since you said they don't have a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, she kind of gets up, gets up, uh, takes a shower, um, you know, depending on what day of the week, she'll wash her long hair, because she's got, like, long black hair, and just sort of gets ready in the mirror, you know, puts on some essential oils, because, you know, she dabbles a little bit in Wicca, As we all do. As we all do. um, You know, puts on a few essential oils to to smell nice and, like, looks in the mirror and then uh, puts on a bit of makeup, picks out her outfit for the day, uh, trying to pick out something that isn't going to be difficult to wear on the bus but fails spectacularly um, because she can't help herself. She likes a nice petticoat. Uh... And, you know, she's wearing uh, an outfit that's very, like, kind of like an Alice cut, blacks and blues, 
Um, she brings a parasol with her along with her backpack. And she has like, as opposed to a backpack, she has like a side satchel that she keeps her school books in that she's like, you know, put little patches and things on. And then she has like her little, like her little purse and she just sort of braids her hair uh, and just like kind of like a, a single braid um, and uh, makes her way to the bus stop. As she's heading out the door, I think she can hear the news on TV. And there is a CC Sweet song playing on the news station. Yuki would know that CC Sweet is part of the idol club that is at Briar Patch High School, uh, which is a different school in this district. Oh, wow. And she like goes up and she like kind of takes uh, looks on the TV. Is it like a performance? Is it a competition? It is a recording of a performance. So in this area, the different schools in the district will have a tournament and then they will have a tournament against other school districts, basically culminating in a statewide super idol performance tournament. And the prize for winning that performance tournament is a $10,000 grant for that school's idol club. It is a big deal. And CC Sweets Idol Club has won the past two years in a row. CC Sweet is a blonde haired, purple eyed darling uh, known across the US. Uh, Super Idols kind of first started developing in Canada. No one really knows how they started getting their powers, but it's now an international sensation. CC Sweet is known for her candy-inspired style. Kind of edging on Lolita, not quite there. More magical girl-esque. Midota, Midota Magica. Midoka Magica. Thank you. I can never say that right on the first Yeah, time. yeah. Uh, but think along those lines, candy barrettes, bows, lollipop heels on her shoes, all that jazz. Yeah. So yeah, there is currently a CC Sweet performance um, on the news as the news anchor is talking about how they are expected to again take over the district tournament. Especially since there's only one other high school compete uh, in the running to compete with them right now. Oh, um, she sits there and Yuki says, mm. and she kind of touches the TV a little bit dramatically and says, not this year, uh, and picks up her violin case um, and then dashes to the bus stop as she realizes that she's a little bit late and needs to get there fast. I think you almost missed the bus. In fact, you would have missed the bus. But as the bus starts pulling away, you hear a girl yell, Wait! Wait! She's coming! As a girl has basically half her torso out the bus window. When you see her, she has dark brown skin with some warm undertones. And she has her hair in cornrows. Um, the bus pulls to a stop some 30 feet away from the original bus stop. Yuki's like, uh, open, opens, uh, the door and then, you know, she takes a moment to like, you know, squeeze her petticoats like into the, into the entrance and she's, 
<sighs> says, thank you to the bus driver. And then um, starts to make her way. Is the girl that has her torso out the window, does she have an open seat next to her? She does. Um, you are currently seeing her kind of wriggle her way back out of the window. So there's a little bit of butt wiggling as she tries to get back in her seat. Um, because that's not exactly an easy fit for any high school student. Um, no. Um, but especially not someone as, depending on your perspective, either fortunately or unfortunately busty as this girl. And then uh, she gets back in her seat with a plop. Uh, Yuhi, uh, starts making her way towards that seat and she's kind of like, sort of in like the voiceover. Yuki's thinking to herself, ah, potential recruit. As she like, makes her way over and like, sits, uh, uh, and she says, is, is the seat taken? Yeah, you must be new. And she pats the seat next to her so you can sit down. Yeah, she goes or she sits down. Oh, thank you so much for stopping the bus. This is, um, uh, you're right. I, I am new. Um, my name's Yuki. What's yours? I'm Lily. And she holds out her hand to shake yours. And she, and- she extends it and... Uh, shakes it, and I don't know if Lily's gonna find this unusual, but, like, Yuki has, like, these really nice, delicate, like, gloves that she wears, like, like, black lace that, like, match her dress, and she just kind of goes out and, like, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and she, like, takes the glove off, and then, like, actually gives her a good handshake. After they shake hands, she points towards the bus driver and it's just like Curtis only ever stops to let late kids on on the first day of school so oh okay so always always be on always be early yeah early is a good idea okay he just kind of puts the glove back on maybe like a little flirtatiously you know just like 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 that like oh look at me I'm so dainty and cute yes exactly um just to give people like a little bit more of a visual of Yuki. So Yuki is, um, I'm imagining in my head that she very specifically is Japanese American. Um, but um, like as if she's from Tokyo, not Northern Japan, because Northern Japan is more, I know, which is with the dark hair and uh, dark eyes, or uh, excuse me, um, curly hair. Um, it's, a, it's a different look. So she's like more, um, but she's of like mixed ethnicity. She's American and Japanese. Um, so she's very, very pretty. Long dark hair. Um, occasionally she wears contacts for fun. Um, that usually will be like a dark blue, but like her natural eye color is, is, a, is a dark brown. Um, but she'll often be wearing blue contacts because she likes to wear like royal blue like accessories with her black dresses. Um, and she wants her eyes to match. Yeah, she wants her eyes to match. Um, and then her makeup is also often very subtle, you know, a little bit of eyeliner, sometimes blue eyeshadow, um, and a very uh, occasionally dark lipstick when she's feeling like, uh, when she's feeling frisky, but it's like the first day of school, so she's just wearing like a, a very light blue um, shade um, that kind of complements the, the outfit. Lily today is in like this skirt suit looking outfit. Um, this is not her normal look. Uh-huh. Lily's mom is very much like, you must make your best impression with the teachers on the first day. Uh-huh. 
normally Lily is a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl. Um. So she's like kind of messing with the cuffs of her long sleeve button up under the jacket and like so annoyed that her mom made her wear this today. Uh, I like your dress. It's really pretty. Thanks. It's not really my normal scene. Uh, yeah, I only put on one petticoat today. Sometimes I wear more than one. It looks nice. I, I don't know if I could ever pull off stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure you could. I could make you something. You don't have to do that. You're you're sweet, though. <laughs> um, so, does the new school, I'm wondering, uh, does the school have an idol club? Oh, no. Rhododendron hasn't had an idol club in, like, five years. Five years? That's a really long time. Yeah, it's been so long that the school sold all of the equipment that the last idol club had. Oh, you know why that is? Why they sold it? Oh no, why Why there's no more idol club? Is there just a lack of interest? Yeah, as far as I know, um, our last idol club was really, really cool. Um, did you ever hear of the Beat Cats? Have I heard of the Beat Cats? I think you would have. Um, they were a bit of a sensation when they were kind of at their prime. Not everyone would have heard of the Beat Cats, but considering how into music you are and how into idol clubs you seem to be, I think you would have heard of them. Uh, the Beat Cats are, excuse me, the Beat Cats are kind of a synth punk, or they were a synth punk band, and they really kind of played off of the aesthetic of like, oh, I had the name of this cartoon in my head, and now it's gone. Gem and the Holograms. No, um, the one with Chitara in it. Thundercats. Thundercats, thank you. Uh, so they really played off of the Thundercats aesthetic, hence Beat Cats. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, after the Idol Club dissolved, there hasn't been a lot of any of them on the scene, either as a group or as individuals. Oh, um, when she mentions the Beat Cats, be like, Oh, I've heard their stuff. I have the like, I have their, uh, I have like the second CD that they put out. It was really good stuff. Yeah, oh. their last EP was really dark though, and then the club just kind of stopped. Oh. Hmm. Oh, no. And all that equipment's been sold off. Every last bit of it. Um. And I'm. I'm sorry, I'm usually the kind of person that hates has to hear her name three times. You said your name was Lisa? Lily. Lily. Oh, like the flower. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lily, do you, uh, do you sing? Uh, I mean, kind of. And kind she's of. like doing that nervous rubbing the back of her neck thing that Hector can clearly see and the listener can't. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's doing that whole thing, trying not to mess with her hair. Um. Well, I um I'm new here. I could definitely use um someone to show me around. Would you be willing to help me out? 
yeah, I can show you around. Um, hey, let me see your schedule. Oh, sure. And she like goes into her satchel and pulls out her schedule and hands it to her. When you compare schedules, you see that you have the first class of the day together mm -hmm. and the last class of the day together. The rest of your schedules don't match up, though. Okay. Uh, so Lily's looking at your schedules and she says, Oh, we both have math with Mr. Peters right at the beginning of the day. Oh, okay. And then compassion training with Ms. Meredith at the end. Okay. I can show you where your English class is after math because it's really close to the math classroom. Oh, that would be great. And then I think I can show you where your bio classes after lunch because it looks like we have the same lunch too. Okay, that would be awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Lily. I think this first day is going to be oh, a lot less um, fracking than it originally was. Um, and oh. if this were an anime, it would have like the like the um, <laughs> like the streaks, you know, of happiness, like the happiness streaks like behind oh, her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. As she's like you know, not really closing her eyes, but like the eyes are closed for like expression reasons, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Lily just gives her this big old smile. Um, I think Lily is the kind of person who's always open to making friends, but she has a hard time making that first move. Mm -hmm. Torso out of a bus window, notwithstanding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you all get to school. Curtis does have some snide remark about not making students late in the future as you get off, but that's about it. And you're not really late for school. You're one of the last buses pulling in, but you're not late. Right. Um, uh, she will say, uh, she will turn around and she will uh, bow to Mr. Curtis and say, I will make sure to be on time in the future. Thank you. And, uh, continues like onto school trying to kind of disarm him um mm -hmm. oh uh can yeah, i you pierce the mask use a move. may i pierce the mask um hold on let me take a look is that a pierce the mask thing oh i was using pierce the mask to like figure out his his deal um but uh i think the move to disarm him would be provoke uh yeah i think either would work in this situation. So go ahead and choose which one you think works best for her motivations. Um, I think I want to do Pierce the Mask. She wants to understand him better okay. uh, as opposed to uh, like get him to do something. Right. Okay, so this is where we roll 2d6. Mm -hmm. um, and then Pierce the Mask is plus mundane. Okay. All right, let's see here. Um, so I rolled an eight, and then my mundane's plus one, so it's a nine. All right, so on a seven and nine, you get to ask one question. Uh, what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to blank? Or how could I gain influence over you? Ooh, okay. Uh, how can I get your character to forgive me? Okay. Uh, so you bow, uh, which he clearly thinks is a little odd because he raises an eyebrow, but he just kind of does this little nod, and just before he pulls away, you see an empty bag of a really obscure snack. 
What is this snack? Ryan doesn't know. She'll figure it out later and edit it. Note. Ryan did not figure it out later and did not edit it in. Okay, um, so, uh, Yuki, as the bus, you know, like, door shuts, she turns around and she pulls out, like, her little, like, bullet journal, and she just scries the snack and does, like, a little quick sketch of it, um, and then says, go to the market, buy for bus driver, and then puts it away. Perfect. Uh, so your first class of the day is math class. We don't necessarily have to go through every single class of the day. That's yeah, not really no. the fun part. No, um, no. But I will say that while you and Lily are sitting and talking, uh, you do see this redheaded girl in the far back corner of the room. Uh, and she kind of has this, like, adoring entourage around her. Oh. Uh, think Regina George. Right, right. But a redhead. Gotcha. Uh, so she's sitting in the back corner. Lily, who is that? That is Kelly. Um, she's not the nicest. Well, I'll make sure to, like, avoid crossing her. It's probably a good plan. Um, and as Lily says that, you do see a guy, like, hand over a stack of papers to her. Um, and she reaches into her bag, pulls out a handkerchief, gives it to him, and says, Make sure I have that back by tomorrow. And then puts the papers in her backpack. And then, unless you have anything else you want to do or say right now, class will start and then we'll skip class because I don't like math. Oh, I'm yeah, gay. No. no math. No math. Uh-uh. No math. Um, do, 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 do. I'm actually going to assess the situation. Sure. Because, I mean, we do live in a world of, like, you know, supervillains and everything, and who knows, this mean girl might not just be a mean girl. Mm -hmm. So she's just sort of, like, looking at her and the handkerchief, and maybe looking around the classroom to see how people react, um, you know, kind of out of concern, like, kind of on her guard, you know what I mean? Maybe the music becomes dramatic in the background as she mm -hmm. like kind of narrows her eyes and looks around um is that is that okay yeah yeah Sweet. if you want to roll it roll it <laughs> all right i i rolled another eight i'm getting okay. really i'm getting really lucky uh -huh. um and then it's plus superior plus superior which is oh Your no superior that's is three. Oh yeah uh, eight uh, nine ten eleven so that is an eleven okay so on a 10 plus, you get to ask two questions. Um, and then also write this down. If you ever do something where you're acting on the answers, you take a plus one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so your questions are, what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? 
What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is the most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Okay. Um, I'm going to start with what here is the biggest threat? In this room, Kelly is definitely the biggest threat. As you take a closer look, surreptitiously, of course, at this extremely popular girl, it is very clear that with a snap of her fingers, she could end someone's social life. There is also a girl nearby uh, who has this little dark bob going on, but she kind of keeps pulling on it like she's trying to get it to grow. And whenever Kelly says something to her, she seems to take notes. Taking notes of what Kelly is doing? Or what Kelly's saying. You, you can't really tell from where you are. Okay. What here is in the greatest danger? Probably that boy who just got the handkerchief. Um, it's more emotional danger than physical danger. Okay. He has now sat at his desk where there's not really a lot of other people around. Um, and he... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make it sound not creepy, but I don't know how to. He takes a deep breath in of the scent of this handkerchief before he puts it in his backpack. <coughs> Okay. Which leaves, uh, what here can I use to blink? Who here is most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Okay. Uh, this is gonna sound a little comedic. Uh, what here can I use to get Kelly not to notice me? Well, considering your outfit, that's a little harder. You could create some sort of a distraction by doing something to embarrass some other classmate of yours. Uh, it could be this boy who just sat down with the handkerchief. It could be somebody completely unrelated. Um, if you want to make someone up on the spot to embarrass, you could do that. Right. Um, but however you chose to embarrass them, if you choose to follow that path, you would want to do it in a way that doesn't also bring attention to you. Right. Uh, I, I think that Yugi is kind of like, mm, no, I don't really... Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I am a delinquent, so I get to ask an additional question. Ooh! Yes. Okay, so I can ask either what here is useful or valuable to me, how could I best infuriate or provoke blank, and what's the best way in slash past? Um, I totally forgot this. Um, I'm glad that I saw it. How could I best provoke Kelly? Anything that is going to threaten her idea of herself or other people's idea of her is definitely going to provoke her. Uh, like I said, she is the queen bee of this school. Everyone is just there for her to mold into her uh, ideal image of them. So that boy who has the handkerchief is clearly some sort of pawn to her. These people are her adoring fans. Anything that would disrupt that would be provoking and threatening to her. Uh, so anything that gets her to question her sense of self? Her sense of self or other people's sense of her worth. Yeah. All right. So Yuki gets up. 
walks over to the boy with the handkerchief after he puts it away and says, hi, uh, my name is Yuki, I'm new here. Um, I noticed that you like handkerchiefs. And she pulls out one of her own hand embroidered handkerchiefs and says to him, I just want to make a really good impression on the here to people at the school. And I hope maybe later on you could maybe show me around a gift for you. And she hands him the, the handkerchief. What's your name? His eyes go so big. Like, they're saucers in his head. Very much Looney Tunes. Yeah. Daffy Duck eyes exploding out at something he can't believe. Um. And he stumbles over his words a little bit and he says, Roger, I I'm Roger, I'm Roger Clayfield. And holds his hand out. It's such a meet you, Roger Clayfield. And then, like, like a delicate lady, she, like, hands over the handkerchief into the hand that he puts up and, and lets him take it uh, from her. And um, this is all in an effort to provoke Kelly uh, and, and the, the motivation behind it, because, you know, with provoke, you got to do the motivation, right? And the mm -hmm. motivation is to make her doubt herself because this beautiful, mysterious new girl is in town. Okay. Roll provoke someone and make sure you take that plus one towards it. Thank you. Okay, okay, here we go. That's right here. Okay, I only rolled a five with the plus one is a six. And that is, is that superior? No, what's provoke? Provoke is, is superior, yes. Um, so that is a, yes. a nine. So plus three is a nine. So that is a success. Dang. So on a seven to nine, you can choose one. Uh, so they stumble. You can take plus one forward against them. They err. You gain a critical opportunity. They overreact. You gain influence over them. Um, uh, I am going to go with they overreact so I can gain influence over her. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, so you hand this handkerchief over to this boy who is just looking at you with the biggest, most starry love heart eyes you've ever seen, ever. And she gets up from her desk extremely suddenly in that way where you can hear the chair squeak and then topple over. And her entire entourage just stops. And she walks over to you and puts her hands down on his desk and says, what do you think you're doing with my grade machine? Uh, and then she just turns around and smiles at her. It's like, oh, hi, my name is Yuki, I'm new. I just saw that he really liked handkerchiefs and I make hand embroidered handkerchiefs and I wanted to make a new friend. It's a pleasure to meet you. Let's get this straight. He works for me. I run this school and you would do best to mind your place before I make your life a living hell. But you can kind of see behind that threat and behind her eyes, she is worried about you. 
uh, Yui like takes it's like it's kind of taken aback and is like oh um uh and then laughs <laughs> she like she just <laughs> uh, oh oh you're serious i i thought you were quoting mean girls <laughs> um okay well I think it's really important that you read the student handbook because there's an incredibly detailed bullying and harassment policy and I believe that this is a zero tolerance school. It was a pleasure to meet you. I love that you just whipped that out because I wrote into this school's whole backstory that they're very well known for their emotional social learning environment. <laughs> <laughs> she just she stares at you and then she says watch your step new girl and she goes back to her place with her little entourage someone else has already picked her chair back up yep and she sits down crossing her legs over top of her desk and one of her little entourage members is already shining her shoes what was it? Uh, she turns to the to the to the boy. And he's like, "I'm so sorry. I always have to hear names three times before I remember them." Did you say your name was Samuel? R Roger. Ro Roger Clayfield. Roger. Okay. I won't. I won't. Rem I will do my best to remember next time. Um, thank you so much for making me feel welcome here on my first day, Roger. I hope that we can become friends. And then she smiles at him and then makes her way back to sitting next to Lily. Even as she's walking away, he's just kind of nodding and he's like, uh-huh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good thing this isn't Monster Hearts. <laughs> it's a totally different direction. Hey, everybody. Sorry if this ends up coming up a bit late. I don't know if it will or won't, but apologies in advance because I am prepared. Anyway... Thanks for listening to this episode with Hector. We had a ball playing masks together. If you want to keep up with everything TGIA podcast, go ahead and follow at TGA. Scratch that. Reverse it. Go ahead and follow at TGIA podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And yes, I am going to leave the flub in because I'm human and so are you. We all make mistakes. Anyway, here's an ad from the Magic Dagger a show that I take a lot of credit for bringing to the network. <laughs> that was my housewife who's Excuse sitting me. next to me. It's okay. It's gay love. It's allowed to be in the ad. Oh my God. Anyway, I'm going to let you listen to that ad and then we'll get back to the show. See you soon. <laughs> Need a new gay found family podcast? We're queer led actual D and D play. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're a queer-led actual play D&T podcast of four best friends who are currently playing... Hold on. We're a bunch of queers playing D&D for a podcast. We're lifelong friends. We have space travel, magic technology, heist, horses, and a really gooey goblin. I'm stealing all of your stuff. I'm just going to say this entire ad. We have great bonus content with the first episode of each arc available for free <laughs> in the entirety of the first arc the bone rattlers 
Uh, yeah, each art <laughs> is set in a. Excuse me. Each art is set in an in-universe history podcast about each planet in the planetary system. There's more than one. We have a bunch of episodes available for binging and wonderful characters to fall in love with and hate, <laughs> including some jank horses. <laughs> we have multiple arcs out that follow the story of... Val, a trite... <laughs> Ten. Val the Triton, an interplanetary <laughs> criminal and MLG gamer. Uh, horse rider extraordinaire. Xerxes, a murderous demon that likes to wear dad hats. And sometimes uh, rides God. a night horse. horse. Patches, a part-time old lady, full-time ooey-gooey cyborg goblin, and her trusty rusty steed, Horus. And Adam, the small boy technomancer, and their journey as they grow and discover uh, the truth to their pasts. I was going to be mad because I didn't do a character voice, and then I was like, no, <laughs> I did. Magic, Magic Dagger, if the, the true treasure isn't friendship, friendship I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. If treasure true, friendship bad? <laughs> uh, so she goes back to Lily, um, and before she can really talk to Lily more, that's when Mr. Peters, the math teacher, comes in and class starts. And now we're going to skip. Yes, skip. Skipping math. <laughs> uh, I will say that during your third period, right before lunch, you're in another class with Kelly, and she is shooting daggers at you with her eyes the entire time. Uh, I am going to uh, sketch... A beautiful uh, outfit. Uh, it's fashion outfit. Uh, actually, no. She's going to pull out a croquis, which are, um, for those of you who don't know what croquis are, croquis are, um, they're like uh, they're like paper dolls that are used by like actual fashion designers. And they're a little bit taller than like standard proportions. And you draw over them to do fashion designs. Just a little, little fashion education. So she, so she has a bunch of croquis that she just kind of like, you know, she went to the library and Xeroxed them or printed them out on her computer. Mm-hmm. And she takes a croquis and then she kind of guesses Kelly's measurements and then draws this, like, wonder, like, lovely, takes the class to, like, sketch, like, uh, an, an outfit, you know, a gothic Lolita outfit. Um, and then, you know, pulls out her colored pencils and gives it red hair, you know, to make it obvious that it's, it's for her. And then towards the end of the class... She will walk up, uh, like, as everybody's leaving, she'll walk up to Kelly, and she's like, I made this design for you. Um, if you're interested, um, uh, I would be more than happy to uh, make it for you uh, if you wanted to commission me. And then she, like, hands her the, uh, <laughs> hands her the, the croquet. Um, and I'm doing another provoke roll. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, go ahead and roll it. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just no, having a I'm into time. it. I just love, I love this idea of this girl coming in and being told Kelly sucks, and then she's like, "Great, I'm gonna make Kelly's life suck because she sucks." <laughs> okay, all right. So I rolled a three, but I have influence on her, so that's a four. And, and then, then you're plus three for superior. Plus three for four, five, so that's a seven. Dang, okay. <laughs> uh, so you can still choose from 
they stumble, take a plus one forward against them. They err, you gain a critical opportunity, or they overreact. Um, well, I, uh, I already have influence over her, so I shouldn't pick they overreact because I don't think I can switch. Um, I don't think NPCs have... The markers to switch the markers, around. Yeah, yeah, the markers to switch around. Um, so I should pick the other two. Um, I'm going to go with they stumble. Okay. Uh, yeah, she looks at this design and then back at you and back at this design. And... And it's not ugly. It's like, it's actually really nice. I just want to clarify that for the fiction. You're not trying to make her look bad. No, I'm actually trying to just make her look... It's, it's my fashion, but it's, you know. Right. And she kind of stumbles over her words and then eventually manages to spit out, if I was going to a costume party, and just flounces out of the room. But as she does that flouncing, the design kind of does that slow back and forth fall to the floor. And one of her little entourage members picks it up. And she looks at it and she goes, this, this is really good. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, I wasn't trying to be mean. I, I know that my fashion style isn't for everybody, but I mean, she is, I don't know. I just figured if one of the most popular girls in the school, you know, embraced fashion like I do, that will make me a little bit less of an outcast. But I'm glad that you like it. Uh, my name's Yuki. What's your name? I'm Ryan's coming up with the name on the spot. Oh, I'm I'm Carolyn. It's a pleasure to meet you, Carolyn. But I don't want to get you in trouble with your friend. You should catch up with Kelly. We can talk another time if you're interested. Keep it. Sure. Uh, oh, hold on. And then she gets into her little bag and she pulls out a legit business card. And oh, hands it to her. She takes it. And she's just like, it, it's got my cell phone. It's just because my mom put me in Future Business Leaders of America and then made me all these business cards. But that that's my phone number. Awesome. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, t text me, maybe. I, I will. Okay. Um, and then um, Yuki will pull out her cell phone and take a picture of the business card um, and save it. Um, because that's what you do when you get business cards in mm -hmm. the 21st century. Um, so that she has it later, and then she'll put the actual card itself in her purse. Okay, uh, I gotta go to my next class. Uh, bye. Bye. And she's off. Uh, um, but she definitely still has that sketch with her. Yeah, and then what was uh, her name again from my memory? Because I, I have I just... Carolyn. I stumbled because I tried to give her an NPC name that I have already saved for a different character that you may or may not meet. Ah, gotcha. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's your third period. And then you have early lunch. Uh, so we could talk about your lunch with Lily or we could skip forward to the end of the day. That's up to um, you. I think at lunch, uh, the one of two things. Uh, Yuki's going to tell Lily all about her day um, while they're eating lunch and how she has been... Tormenting. The, the incident tormenting Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is going to try and see if Lily would like to hang out after school uh, uh, to do like music stuff. Um, because uh, 
she's gonna give a speech where she's like, I know we've only known each other a short while, but Lily, I have a dream. I want to be a super idol. And I want to start a group at this new school. And I think that now's the time. It's been five years. And, you know, I haven't heard you sing yet, but it doesn't matter. With practice and with friendship, we could do this. Uh, okay, no, no promises. If you still are interested after we tool around, then maybe we can talk to the school about starting a new idol club. Awesome. You want to go get Boba after school first? And then Abs maybe... Absolutely. Cool. Uh, my place is actually kind of within walking distance. I just had a lot of books to bring to school today because they were overdue. But we could walk to my place after Boba. Yeah, that sounds great. And I've got a uh plenty of like extra money in my allowance account so if I need to take an uber home it's all good sure uh I mean well we'll see my brother might be able to give you a ride oh is he cute he's my brother oh that was a weird question wasn't it I'll decide <laughs> for myself okay um so yeah uh you get through most of the rest of the day and then you have that last class together with Lily mm -hmm. and before the teacher can get started before the bell rings uh not Kelly I'm sorry with Lily um mm -hmm. Lily hands you her phone in this like really hustled movement um and when you look at her phone it is a article from a school gossip rag I'm trying to decide what it's called because the only thing that I can come up with can be very easily construed to be mis to be inappropriate. No, I'm not calling the gossip rag the bush. I'll come up with the name later. Okay. Okay. Um, but the article that is on the home page of this gossip rag website uh, is new girl ruffles queen bee's nest <laughs> uh and there is a picture from first period when they're having their little confrontation oh my gosh news travels fast yeah nobody knows who this person is uh but they've got your number quick uh I don't, is there is there like a picture like of like is it like on Instagram like we're like I think the picture is on Instagram but it's been linked into this article oh okay um, and the picture is of Yuki just kind of standing up looking all delicate and sweet while she talks to Kelly and Kelly all bent over with her hands on the desk <laughs> so they make like a triangle between themselves and the desk right right it's like the yeah. Like a perfect shot, and I'm like, uh, and of course Yuki's first thought is, took this picture. It's a it's good like, angle of you, if that helps it's like at all. Right angle. This is like, did you? She, she like very teasingly like looks over at uh, at Lily and is like, did you take this picture? 
Uh, no, I was too busy panicking at the fact that you were intentionally provoking a bear. <laughs> I I just wanted to make a new friend. <laughs> Roger's so nice. I hate how she treats him. Yeah, I mean, he likes handkerchiefs, so. Well. Okay, he's a little weird. We all know he's a little weird. But um, I know I like dressing in neo neo Victorian outfits, um, and I play violin for fun, so I try not to judge people. I mean, I think he's just lonely, and and then Kelly takes that and manipulates him, and I hate it. But also, I'm terrified of her. Well, I mean, understandable. Yeah. And then further down the article, there's also a picture oh, yeah, of the sketch the that you did. Um, I'm going to try and see who wrote it. Is there like a byline? There is a byline, but all it says is your local busy bee. Mm, I think I have an idea who wrote this. You do? Yeah. I you just got here and you already I, have theories. I think it's Caroline. This is, there's this dawning expression on her face as you say that. And she's like, maybe? No. Maybe? It's either Caroline no. or it was that other girl with the bob that was writing down everything. Did you notice her? Oh, Missy. Miss. Oh, Missy. Oh, I have a name now. And she just gets really excited. <laughs> Before you can talk more about this mystery article writer, uh, the teacher starts class. Oh. Um, <laughs> I love Yuki just being like, I'm getting to the bottom of this. I'm just like imagining that at certain points through the class, like Yuki just doesn't want to let it go and like keeps like texting <laughs> Lily through the rest of the class. Because, you know, it's not the 90s anymore. We don't pass notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, speaking as a substitute teacher, you pass notes if you don't want me to threaten to take your phone to my desk for the rest of the class period. But that's just oh, me. Oh, yeah. That's oh, true. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, maybe, maybe they do pass notes. Maybe, like, Yuki's like, my parents would kill me if my phone got confiscated on the first day of school. So she's just, like, <laughs> scribbling little notes in her notebook. <laughs> I think that has the added benefit of occasionally seeing cute little lily doodles. Um, yes. So, like, one of them is like, but if it really is Caroline, and then there's a little doodle of Caroline with a little angel uh, halo <laughs> with little devil horns holding it up. Yeah. Uh, things like that. <laughs> After school, the two of you head to the Boba Place. It is a locally owned place, not a chain. Uh And there is a um, couple that runs it. Uh, One of them is Korean American and the other one is Japanese American. And they're two ladies who constantly call them each other like sweetie and darling and snuggly poo when they particularly want to embarrass the other one um, as they do the orders. So uh, Boba Pop is the name of this little local place. Nice. Uh, Is there like rainbow plastic cups? 
Uh, so they try. Or is it a little more subtle? They try to focus on cups that are going to be sustainable. Uh, oh, okay. So there are plastic options. Um, is it like a corn plastic? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, something that will biodegrade with time. Um, and they have like little rainbow manatees and stuff on them. <laughs> Love or it. you can purchase one of their glass reusable cups. And if you bring one of the glass reusable cups back with the glass straw, then you get a discount towards your next boba. Oh, um, since this is a, uh, uh, Yuki's gonna lean to Lily and be like, should I, should I buy one of the glass ones? Lily kind of gets this grin on her face and then reaches into her backpack, rummages around for a second, and pulls out her glass uh, boba cup. Oh, okay. Um, they and... have different little cutesy designs. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is one drawn by one of the owners. Um, you also have other versions that are... Uh, like contest winners so they'll do different age groups where you can design your own cup and then it'll get made into one of their reusable cups so there's like five or six different designs okay uh she uh picks like uh, a cute little design maybe like one with like a, a purple manatee on it cute <laughs> with little hearts um, and pays the, the extra to get one of the glass cups so that next time she comes, she gets a discount. And she just orders taro, uh, a taro milk tea. Um, uh, Lily uh, orders a taro matcha blend. Oh. Uh, which my husband turned me on to. It's great. <laughs> and yeah, they get their boba and then they head over to Lily's place. Um, Lily's dad is at home right now. Um, her brother is upstairs in his room, but that's currently closed off. It's a small little house. Um, I actually think Lily and her brother share a room. They just have a divider down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Lily does not want uh, Willow to overhear their conversation, uh, they go into the backyard, which is a beautiful garden. Like a little stone walkway back there to a little pond and everything. Wow. Do you have an herb garden? Yeah, it's in that corner back there. And she kind of points. um, And when you look over in the corner where the herb garden is, there's also like a series of little wooden uh, wind chimes hanging up too. (gasps) Wow, this is so nice. Thanks. I put a lot of work into it. So, and she opens uh, her violin case, um, and, you know, pulls out the bow and things. Um, let me show you what I can do. So this is where we do, well, actually, let me check. Are you transforming into your superhero self or not yet? <sighs> no, not yet. I imagine that she only turns into her superhero self for like big performances or to fight crime. Okay. Um, but she just kind of sort of wants to show her like how talented she is so that the super idol um, group isn't a, you know what I might actually do that so that she you knows might how serious I am alright okay uh, so if you want to transform this is where we use the transformation sequence rules which I forgot yes. to pull up um, 
means that you get to move one of your markers up and one of your markers down. I'm sorry, Aaron Cerise. I should have had this been pulled up first. Let's see. Yes. Um, oh, custom moves. Here we go. Clicked on world building instead. Yes, uh, so you gain access to all your powers, shift any two of your labels. Um, you can't transform if you have four or more conditions marked, but we don't have any conditions marked right now. Um, so, she starts playing uh, the violin, and as she plays the violin, there's like a whoosh of like blue and purple energy and like... Um, starlight like all around her as she's like playing and um, the music is very similar to if anyone is familiar with Lindsay Sterling um, it sounds like a Lindsay Sterling song as she's like sort of prancing and dancing around and then her outfit uh, just becomes more vibrant and colorful and fuller and bigger and then her hair comes completely loose and she has like these beautiful like um barrettes that kind of uh, keep the hair back as she sort of has this like Sailor Pluto-esque kind of vibe going on um, and the um, there's like um, almost like little like snowflakes like there's like a little like almost like a winter theme going on with like like the edge of her skirt has like uh, crystalline snowflakes embroidered on it. All of the lacing is all like icy snowflake patterned. Um, uh, around her waist is this like Alice blue ribbon that's just, you know, has like the, the very tail ends of it have like snowflakes on it. It's all very like wintry themed. The violin turns white and like frosted over, uh, but the strings are like midnight black. Uh, and uh, and then when she finishes the performance, I'm going to shift my superior down and I'm going to raise my, um, I think I'm going to raise my danger. Okay, perfect. So you do this beautiful, spectacular transformation sequence and Lily kind of pauses from where she was going to pick some lavender to make some lavender lemonade with. And she goes, oh, oh, we're doing this. And when her transformation sequence starts, you hear an array of, of vocals. Beginning of a Final Fantasy-esque theme song vocals. Uh, she does this thing where she crosses her hands at the wrists and kind of makes this heart shape with her hands. And then her hands go up in a... Uh, kind of a circle above her head. It's the closest I'm going to get to describing what I see in my head. And as she does this, the garden kind of rustles around you. And as her clothes kind of shimmer, sparkle in that anime way where you can't actually see any nudity, it seems almost like the garden itself is clothing her in something new. She's got this flower petal bodysuit going on. There are vines that twist down her arms and around her fingers like little rings. Her feet 
have these little bark shoes on them almost. Uh, and then instead of her, her cornrows, they lengthen out into these super, super long dreadlocks. Whereas she went pretty plain face to school, she now has a really bold burgundy red lip. Her features look a little older than she normally does in her transformed version. And she has these little tiny daisy looking things at the tips of her eyelashes. And then she kind of takes this deep breath and says, We are doing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't show people this. Well, if you're ready and we get this right, and I believe we will, we're going to show the world. I think I can with you there. Awesome. Let's <laughs> jam. And she just starts, like, playing, like, the violin. Sing something and I'll follow. You know, and then whatever she sings, Yuki by ear, using her musician's ear, she's going to kind of improvise on the violin to, to follow the melody. You know, and just sort of do this, like, kind of jam duet thing with the two of them as like the first number where they're they're connecting you know and like the, I'm just imagining it's kind of like is it friendship is it romantic and that sort of like you know ambiguous way that people argue about on reddit um, <laughs> uh, I the part I love about this is that the entire time I had Lily in my head I imagined her singing style as the gayest ass Disney princess you have ever seen <laughs> yeah. So I think that fits perfectly in what you're describing. Yeah. And you jam. Uh, let's see. Do I, um, do I oh, can I make a comfort roll? Uh, a comfort soothe roll? Hell yeah, you can. I think Lily that's great. feel more confident about what's going on. I mean, and that uses mundane, doesn't it? I have an okay mundane. Let's see. Comfort or support. Okay. Alright, hopefully I roll good. Okay, I got a seven, a one, and a six. <laughs> okay. Um, and see. then my mundane, I believe, is plus one. Let me look at my character sheet. Yes, it is. So I got an eight. Okay. Okay, so it says, On a hit, they hear you. Mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. Um, on a 10 plus, you can also add a team to the pool. We haven't really talked about team points at all because you haven't had a team yet. Right, of course. Um, but I think, I think in this situation, normally you would get to choose what you would right. do, right? But I think in this situation, it makes most sense for you to take potential because you are creating this not only potential band with her, but this potential friendship. Yay. Uh, so go ahead and mark a potential. And when you stop singing and making music together, she doesn't de-transform, but she just kind of sits on one of the deck chairs. And in her transformed form, she looks too regal. For this little wrought iron desk chair on this little deck in this little garden. It, it's a beautiful garden. 
but it doesn't equal her. But at the same time, she looks vulnerable when she looks at you and she says, I got these powers a couple years ago. I never really expected it. I, I was in a band for a little while in junior high, and I, I mostly did the behind-the-scenes stuff, the mixing, the album art, all of that. And then when I got these powers, everyone got mad at me. Like, it was my fault? And then I wasn't in the band anymore. We, we moved after that, and we've been here ever since, and... I don't want my powers to make something bad happen where we have to move again. I hear you. But, you know... This is a chance for us to try and build something new. And forming an idol group has really been a dream of mine, and I'm really, really glad that I met you. Not only we've known each other a day, but I, I think that we have, you know, even as a duo, you know, I think that we have a chance of, of building something great. And... <laughs> You know, maybe we're not the only ones at school that are alone with these powers. Well, I guess we better hope so. Because in order to form a club at Rhododendron High School, you need to have at least five members. Five? Oh, mm -hmm. God, what kind of Sailor Moon nonsense is that? It's just a standard club rule. It was really hard for the chess club to get off the ground, too. Yeah. I mean, like, Tegan and Sarah are great, and there's only two of them. Yeah. I think you can narrow things down when you hit the college leagues, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, are you in? If you make me a promise, I'm in. Okay, alright. What would you want me to promise? Whether things go good, whether things go bad, whether the club soars to new heights or completely crashes and burns and everything explodes. You and me, friends first. Absolutely. You have my word. And then she, like, uh, puts her, her hand out. Oh, and she takes the glove off. Yuki... You've got yourself a club, and she reaches out to shake your hand, and in the moment that she's shaking her, your hand, she de-transforms back into the clothes she was wearing before. Yeah. And it's like all of the flower petals just kind of float off and away into the wind. And then Yuki also de-transforms, and then um, pulls her in for a, a hug. And they hug it, it's cute, and I like it. I think you spend the rest of the afternoon just hanging out. Mm -hmm. uh, Lily's brother, Willow, does indeed give you a ride home. Awesome. Uh, you are in the sidecar of his motorcycle. Oh, I'm just imagining her stuffing the dress in the sidecar uh -huh. with the helmet and the, uh -huh. and the goggles, you know? And um, she's like, ah! Like it's just... He has his hair cropped pretty close to his head. Um, mm -hmm. And it's 
it's in this like finger wave style, which I recently discovered by watching uh, Jasmine on YouTube. Yes, Jasmine. Try to learn how to do on herself for like a week. But he's got this perfectly styled finger wave <laughs> thing going on. Yes. He's got that really strong jaw. And he is fairly muscled. So oh. to answer Yuki's question of is he cute... Survey says yes. The survey says yes. Um, but yeah, he he drives you home. And when you get out of the sidecar, he kind of takes you by the shoulder for a second. Just like one hand on your shoulder, not the really intense two hands. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, my sister, she's really sensitive. Oh. You take care of her. Okay? Oh, okay, I, I will. Okay. And then he just drives off. That's it. Yeah. That's all of the conversation you get with Willow at this point. She just kind of puts her hair behind her ear. You get kind of a loose hair. And it's like, oh. Good first day. Now to design costumes. And she, like, turns around and, like, heads into the house. So, for the next couple of days, you start initiating the process of trying to get this club together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get all the information you need from the office. It is true that the school rules say that a club needs at least five members to be a club, as well as a faculty advisor. Mm -hmm. Clubs start with $50 in their budget, which is definitely not enough to get stage equipment. And anything beyond that $50, they have to fundraise for. So you're kind of getting all of this figured out. Lily actually seems excited about it, as nervous as she is, and she starts like making posters and all this stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then two or three days after that, you get a text from her. And the text just says, I can't do this. I'm sorry. What do you do? Uh, is it during school? Is it at home? Like, when does this happen? It's during school, but she is not at school. Uh, I, I text her back and I'm like, what, what's wrong? What do you mean? Like, we have flyers. I was gonna, like, take your measurements for costumes after school today. What's going on? For a long time in that school day, she doesn't answer you. And when she does answer you, it's just a few little words. And it's, I'm not good enough for your dream. (laughs) I'm sorry for the listener's benefit. Hector has just so many emotions (laughs) running across his face right now. Yeah, just like, yeah. uh, uh, mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuki is, uh, okay, this is cool. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with the rules some. So, Yuki is going to say, that's not true. Remember rehearsal two days ago? It was so amazing when we started writing our first song. And then she's going to send the selfie that they took together that day. Uh, after rehearsal, and I'm going to use that text and that picture as a way, uh, I'm tr- attempting to trigger the move Comfort Soothe. Okay. Does that Roll is- it. 
Okay, cool. Uh, oh no. Snake eyes. Okay. Uh, so no matter what you add to that, that's not going to get you where you need to be. Mm-mm. No, go, go. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what you do, because I've run masks before, and I know when you fail a roll, that's when the GM gets to make a move. Yeah. Um. So you don't receive a message back at all. If you try to contact her, she continues to be unresponsive. She's also not at school for the next few days. Which means that lands you at the weekend. What do you do? Um, I'm going to go visit her house. Okay. Uh, you go to visit her house. But when you get to the front gate, uh, you notice out of the corner of your eye, she is on her bike pedaling for all she's worth down the street. Um... You don't know where she's going. Oh no. Um she uh runs down the street and she's like, "Wait. We need to talk." Like and she's like, oh, oh, like with her skirts and she's like, "You I We promised we were friends first. Friends that... talk and I'm going to make a provoke roll." Okay. That's a good idea. Roll it. Okay, I rolled a nine, and then um, provoke add superior, right? Yes. Nine, so, ten, so that is a, an eleven. Okay. Because my superior is two. Uh, so on a ten plus, they rise to the bait and do what you want. Um, I think I'm going to keep rolling with that hard move that we started with because of the failed roll. Um, oh, failed roll. Did you mark potential for that? Yeah, I did. I did. Good. Okay. So now I have a total of two potential. Uh, so for that... Uh, failed roll in combination with this total success. I think she tries to bring the bike to a stop, but she does it too hard and it skids out from under her and she goes flying. Skinned arms, skinned elbows, skinned legs, the works flying. Oh no. Um, I am going to the bike has like stopped so i'm going to the the bike is actually a couple yards away from where she ended up landing oh okay okay so she's like landed all right um she is on the ground yeah i'm gonna uh rush over uh next to her uh and pick her up and be like oh my gosh are you okay i didn't mean to like i i didn't mean to startle you i'm she wanted to talk, and she's I'm gonna full on and, crying. I'm gonna try and comfort, soothe. Okay. You know, um, eight, nine, uh, ten. Okay. I rolled a six and a two. Okay. Uh, so again, we're gonna add a team point to the pool, um, and then. I'm trying to figure out how exactly to do this because you're right with NPCs. We don't really have uh, marks to move around. We don't really have conditions. Right. Right. No, Um, I hear you. But I think she's still crying and she's the kind of girl that hiccups when she cries. (laughs) Right. And she says, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, 
I'm not good enough, and, and I'm just gonna drag you down. And <laughs> I mean, I don't believe that. I really, I those are just, those are just your brain weasels talking, and weasels lie. And when you say that, from around a corner in this little alleyway, you suddenly see a tall, unreasonably tall woman clothed entirely in black. She has this dark aura around her, but she's very pale. And her mouth seems too wide for her face. And she reaches out this hand with two long fingers toward Lily and says, You know better than that, girl. Listen to your feelings. At this point, uh, uh, Yuki looks up and realizes, like, this is the moment that she has been waiting for. Um, <laughs> oh, really whole... quick before we yeah. move forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, as GM, when you de-transform, I'm supposed to move your markers. Oh, yeah, from uh, the previous time? The previous time. We kind of oh, just okay. skipped over that. Just put them back to normal, and then oh, okay. cool, I'm cool, assuming cool. you're going to transform and move them again wherever you want to. But I just... Right, right, right. I forgot. So, the moment Yuki's been waiting for, are we doing another transformation sequence? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, Is there anything different about difference different about this transformation sequence compared to the last one? This one is different because she doesn't have the violin. And this one, she like stands up and it's more almost like like a ballerina transformation. But the violin music is still going on in the background. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As as um, these sort of uh, these blue uh, cherry blossoms that were in the last transformation sequence kind of swirl uh, around her, and like you know the hem of the dress once again like glows white and it frosts over and spins and it becomes cold and then you know as she finishes the spin and her outfit changes uh she once again she's like uh uh, at the ready like kind of (laughs) unarmed essentially but still uh fully transformed and points at her and says i don't know exactly who you think you are but you're gonna leave. Or I'm going to make you leave. Don't worry, you meddlesome child. I will leave. But then she opens her cloak. And when she does this, it's this just dark pit. You don't see the folds of the fabric. You only see darkness, and it's warm, and it's enticing. Something about you wants to touch it, and Lily, it doesn't even look like she's thinking about it. She's just moving toward this cloak. Uh, I'm going to assess the situation. Okay. Uh, Roll it. Hold on. Let me switch my... uh, I forgot to switch my... Oh, uh, labels. 
labels. Um, let's see here. Um, superior to two and danger to one. Okay. Um, and now I'm in a sense situation. I wanted to get my stats right before I made a roll. Absolutely. Okay, five, six, seven. Uh, I got a seven. Okay. Uh, so you get to ask one of the following questions. What here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is the greatest danger? Who here is the most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Okay, um, I'm going to first ask, how could we best end this quickly? Keep in mind, you only get one question because you rolled a seven. Okay, I get one. Okay, I'm going to ask, uh, what here is the... Well, no, because it'll give me a plus one. Uh, what here is the biggest threat? Getting into that cloak is the biggest threat and the biggest mistake you could make. And Lily is walking right towards it. Okay, and then for my, um, because I have delinquent criminal mind. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. What is the best way past her? If you can trick her into thinking she's going to have what she wants, she will stand down. Hmm. But to do that, you have to figure out what she wants. Uh, so uh, I see Lily is going towards her. So I am immediately, like, tuxedo mask style, going to, like, wrap my arm, like, around Lily and then kind of, like, leap, like, into the air onto the roof of the next building, um, doing a um, uh, protect from danger, I believe is what that is. Uh, let's see. Defend. It's a defend. Defense, yes. Okay. Oh, God, savior. You know what? I will still do it, though. Like... Okay. A six and a one. <laughs> so I rolled a seven, and then my savior, which is not that great. Oh, never mind. I failed. My savior is minus one. Oh, no, 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 but I got a plus one because I'm acting on um, my assess. Mm. Um, so, seven. Yes. Uh, so seven, you just barely made it. So it costs you. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Then you can choose to either add a team to the pool. You currently have one team into the pool. Yeah. Take influence over someone you protect or clear a condition. Okay. Um, I'm going to take influence over Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, What I'm going to do is as I leap into the air, uh, I'm going to expose myself to danger. And the way I do it, if you're cool with it, is I think that I get almost to the roof, but I don't quite make it. So I, like, shove Lily onto the roof of the building, and then I fall and crash. And then, like, part of the concrete, like, breaks as I hit the ground. So, like, I'm on the ground, vulnerable, while she has the cloak open. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I want you to take one harm for hitting the ground. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, or condition, right? Oh, right. It's it's a condition here. Yeah. What condition would you like me to take? Uh, let's see. Let's do angry. Angry? This woman okay. is messing with your friend, and you wouldn't have gotten hurt in the first place if she wasn't messing with your friend. Gotcha. So you fall. 
Lily is safely on this roof right now. But that cloak is still open. And she reaches out a hand towards you. And she says, your heart is mine. And as she says that, these dark aura tendrils leap out from those two long, two thin fingers and start wrapping around you. Uh, so you're going to take a powerful blow. Okay. So you roll plus conditions marked. Okay. And then I, okay, roll plus conditions. And yes, I have one. so whatever you roll plus one. All right, I'm trying to think if I have someone tries to pierce your mask, comfort, provoke you. I don't care what you think, rejecting influence. Okay, so she's doing neither of those things. Here we go. I rolled a four. Okay, you stand strong. Mark a potential. So I'm going to tell you what happens, and then you tell me how you withstand this. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so sh- these dark tendrils wrap around you, and you hear voices talking to you, and they say things like, who do you think you are to start an idol club? Foolish girl. She thinks she's special. And all of these little whispers and all of these voices are wrapping around in your head, through your heart. They are trying to make you feel terrible, hopeless, afraid. There is this moment where Yuki closes her eyes and the camera kind of zooms in and then it's just sort of her floating in this void and you hear all these voices and all of a sudden Yuki's voice over happens and she says This is where I live every day. There is nothing you can say that I haven't already said to myself. And then the tendrils turn to ice and shatter off of her. That's so badass. I love that. Um, Okay, so these tendrils shatter off of her and this woman makes this weird, almost animalistic hissing noise. And that too wide mouth opens too far to show these super sharp teeth. And then she slips back into the shadows and she's gone. Uh, she gets up, uh, dusts herself off. She's like, Lily, are you okay? I think at this point, Lily has managed to stop crying, and she's like, am I okay? Are you okay? And she's trying to transform, but she's just too upset to manage it right now. Don't don't worry about transforming right now. Just uh, come down the fire escape, and um, we'll go to your house, and we'll, we'll regroup, okay? She does manage to get down the fire escape. It takes her a minute because it doesn't go all the way up to the roof. 
And then when she gets closer to you, normally I would just have you tell me when or if you want to roll something. But in this unique situation, I would like you to roll to unleash your powers. Yes, absolutely. I will do that. Okay. Okay, I rolled a nine, and then I believe... Let me check my freak. I don't think I have... I don't think you have, I have a zero. Enough. Now I have a zero and freak. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, have, I rolled a nine. Okay, uh, so on a seven to nine mark condition, or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Mark hopeless for me. Okay, gotcha. And then your powers... You're an emotional manipulator. Yeah. As you found out in this encounter, so is this enemy. Right. And that dark aura, now that you are familiar with it and you've seen it, you can now see it clinging to Lily. Oh. Okay. Gee reaches out and takes Lily's hand and says I live every day in this kind of sadness I mentioned the weasels before and it's because I live with it and I understand it but you don't have to live with it and I'm going to use the comfort soothe move, but through my powers of emotion control and try and pull that, that, that darkness away. Okay. Roll it. Okay. I rolled two fives. Dang. And then for a comfort, it's plus mundane. Yes, which is two, so it's twelve. That's a complete and perfect success. So I think you pull this dark aura away from her and you don't even take it into yourself. It just dissipates like it was never there. And she bursts into tears again, but this time you can tell it's clearly from relief. And she holds on to you and, and just cries. Um, and then, like, in a burst of, like, stardust and frost, I de-transform while we're hugging. Just to just have some relief, be myself. Um, mm -hmm. And whatever you want to shift. I think we'll just shift them back to normal for now. Okay. Once she calms down a little bit, she's just like, Yuki, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I just... I'm so mad. I can't believe this... I knew eventually we were going to run into some discordant people, but I really was hoping we would establish our group first. I'm still with you if you'll have me. Absolutely. <laughs> but can we, like... We go to your place and have something to eat. Or maybe get boba. Let's get boba. Let's get boba. 
And then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take her hand and I'm gonna hold her hand as we walk to the boba place, not caring who sees. I think you you both get boba. I think on the weekends they do a special like ice cream blended boba, so you get that. Um, <laughs> you just got so excited. So excited. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when Yuki sees that, she just puts her hands on her face and smiles and just... She's usually much more, like, composed, but the ice cream blended boba gets her really excited. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to Lily's place, I think Willow's there with some of his friends. Um, I think you know at this point that Willow is an older sibling, and um, he goes to the local community college. And before his friends can say anything. He just points at each one of them and it's just like, if you're a creep, I'm going to kick your ass. You two can use the bedroom. So you you hang out in Lily's bedroom. Um, yeah. Like I said, there's that divider going down the middle of it, so you're on yeah. Lily's half. And I think this is actually the first time you've seen Lily's half of the bedroom. And there are super idle posters up everywhere in that teen way of plastering your entire room in posters but there is also a doodle of the two of you and it's depicting that first time you jammed back in the garden nice (sighs) she just tries to like process and sit there and talks to her and tries to find out what happened. Yeah, um, I think... Yes. Uh, so she is kind of mildly sipping her ice cream blended boba, and eventually she says, the day that I... I texted you and I said I couldn't do it. I just felt like I felt like I was the worst person possible to help you do anything. Much less be a super idol band. Like the, there's so many demands and expectations and and I have a hard time when people just decide they don't like me and I guess I thought if I was near you and people decided they didn't like me they would just decide they didn't like you either and then what would happen to your dreams of an idol club or or any career that you might want after high school i would ruin it all for you which is so i don't know why you would think that you've been so helpful you designed all of the flyers we've been having making great music i know everything just went sideways have you ever seen that person before Not before I started thinking and feeling those things. And then I saw her every once in a while, like, near the house, or near the boa place, or... No, she has a really dangerous power. 
to control people's feelings. And it's not okay. Dealing with depression is hard. And anyone who would just do that to someone, that's wrong. Wait. Wait, I know who she is. And then we're going to cut right there. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's it for our show. Make sure to check the description for lots of fun links, including links to Super Idols. Thank you again, Super Idols and Aaron Cerise, for letting us use your extended rules for masks. As well as links to Zoe Hovland, who did our theme music. And, of course, thank you to YouTube Audio Library and Epidemic Sounds. We'll catch you next time. Bye! Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.